Michael here, and I'm back for another LEGO Masters postseason deep dive on my podcast, Talk Bricks Masters. Today, I was lucky enough to get to sit down with season three contestants, Aziza and Eddie, to break down their time on the show, just like I break down the LEGO news weekly on my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks. As you know, we've been having such a good time with all this postseason coverage, and I'm hoping to keep it going as long as I can. So let me know on social media if there's any special coverage you'd like to get, and be sure to stay tuned to make sure you don't miss out on anything I have coming up. And now with all that out of the way, let's jump into my interview with Aziza and Eddie. Well, last week we took a bit of a detour talking about the holiday Bricktacular, but we got to bring it back to the season that brought us here to begin with, which is season three. And for the first time, we have an unbelievable pair that we haven't yet to talk to on the podcast. I couldn't be more excited. Welcome to the podcast, Aziza and Eddie. Say hello to everyone. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Happy to be here. Oh, and we are so, so happy to have you. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, the two of you, all that was talked about on the show is just what a light you were. And that definitely came through the screen. So getting to just be within your presence, I feel blessed, you know, uh, you know, just to have a little bit of that shine on me. Um, but, you know, the way we kick off these deep dives is we talk a little bit about how you even got into Lego, you know, like, like sort of like, how did this all begin? And, and we heard a little bit of it, about, about it on the show in the first episode, you know, you talked about how you grew up kind of in a, you know, an area that wasn't as safe for kids, but you know, there was a happy place when you played with Lego. So maybe some of that probably ties into your, what, what we call the Lego origin story, but, but tell it to us in your own words. <laughs> all started with a box of Fruit Loops. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, my first Lego set that I ever got, um, got as a prize out of a box of cereal. Wow. And, um, it was, uh, I believe it was, um, it was a glider. And, um, from then on I was hooked just from that one set, um, that one box of cereal turned into, I think four, four Lego sets that I got from four other boxes of cereal. <laughs> and once I realized, you know, what the product was, um, happened to be in a store one day with my mom and I recognized Lego, like it was that thing. Yeah. And, um, uh, it started from there. I got that first set set and it's been lifelong since. <laughs> You're like, it's not just a cereal prize. It's an actual like, prize. not just a cereal prize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. I fell in love with it really, really fast. It was, um, it was something that you could put together, something tangible, something you could take apart, put together again. It came with a figure. Like it wasn't like any of the toys that were out at the time. It was, yeah. And that's what I thought was super cool about it. So like I said, from the first set, turn into a couple more sets. And then you realize, oh, wait, I could take all those sets and build something else that I want with them. And it just kaboom. <laughs> and and for you, Aziza, was it, was it a box of Lucky Charms or something else that got you into it? <laughs> no, it was really indirectly because I'm a few years older than Ed. And, but we've always played together really well. We've always been close. And so, you know, I'm in my room playing with Barbie, he's in his room, but there would be times where he would grab his whole bucket and come in and, you know, we didn't have a lot by way of the shiny fancy things. And so, you know, my Barbies didn't have a Barbie dream house and he took pity on me one day and started <laughs> making furniture for my Barbies. And I was like, oh, I could get into these Legos if it could make me a house for my dolls. And so that's kind of how it started. And so it was, it was really just something that is always in the back of my mind. If you couldn't find Ed, he was off playing Lego. And when we were together, it was something that he could be in his world and I could be in my world, but we could still be in the same space and, and 
feel like we were enjoying each other's company. So he's always been a little bit better at it, a lot better at it, I should say, than I is. But, um, you know, just the creativity. And like you said, back then, I don't, there wasn't really a toy as unique as Lego, you know, for us. Everything else was very rigid. I mean, there were the the wooden blocks that you could play with, but all you could do was stack and, you, you know, know make little shapes. And the creativity aspect wasn't there until Lego came into our lives. And man, yeah, we did a lot with those Lego. Those bases for our army men. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is the perfect point to introduce for everything. You yeah, yeah. You know, for the Matchbox car, yeah. like she said, Barbie furniture and yeah. tables and houses yeah. and uh, you know walls for the GI Joes to climb up. Yeah. I mean, it was the Whatever perfect toy needed, to integrate, integrate with it. anything that you wanted to do. Yeah. And yeah. it was the only toy that I feel like really did that. And oddly, my mom was open to buying it for him. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, some toys you can't get your parents to want to buy you. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't expensive back then as it was now. But I mean, if you adjusted the cost, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Because like I said, I, I did. I got the habit got ridiculous pretty fast. So, <laughs> you know, I definitely every chance that I had and if mom said yes, I would grab a set. And, and the fun of a new set, because I think my first set I had mentioned on the show was one of the little Paradisa sets. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is actually girly. And I was like, I can do this, <laughs> you know, and have some fun of my own. So something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. I feel like um, a lot of people have talked about how growing up, they felt like Lego couldn't be a toy for them because it was a toy for boys, you know, or, or whatever it might be. But I think we're starting to learn more and more. And, and hopefully we've gotten to a more evolved space where, you know, Lego can truly be forever everyone, um, which is great. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Yes. Um, So obviously, you know, you know, now Eddie, you know, you're an, an, an enormous, you know, voracious fan, it sounds like, but you know, now there's a TV show about Lego, you know, how did you get involved with the show? You know, was this something that, you know, you tried for season one or something that you had to see to believe and then you applied? You know, what's going on there? Absolutely not. I'll actually tell a funny truth here. I haven't told anybody. Um, (laughs) First, the first two seasons of Lego Master, Um, When I heard the show was coming out, um, anybody who knows me personally knows I'm a big Lego fan. So everyone was like, hey, Ed, there's this show. I was like, oh, this is There's a show, Lego Masters, coming out. (laughs) Are you going to watch it? Are you going to check it out? And, um, you know, when the first season aired, I did. I watched a couple episodes. I was just like, yeah, but, you know, it's very TV. You know, (laughs) I'm into the building of Lego and, you know, they're not really focusing a lot on it. So I didn't pay a lot of attention to it at first. Second season. I got into it because what was different, or I guess what I'll say what I paid more attention to was the fact of the diversity of the builds, the diversity of the builders. Um, I mean, there were just some, yeah, just amazing things going on that I feel like I didn't give credit to on the first season. So second (laughs) season, I got into it real hard and um, it was just a thing. That's all it was. You know, it was a TV show that was up my alley. Like I have plenty of shows that are up your alley, no big deal, you know, but um. What had happened was my 40th birthday came around and my wife threw me a little Lego themed birthday party. Pretty epic. And it was pretty cool. You know, she flew in a good friend of mine from down south and it was really awesome. But um, what happened was that night there were a lot of pictures taken, of course. A couple of those pictures I posted on Instagram because um, a few years prior, my wife had convinced me to start sharing some of my photography because that's what I like to do. I like to photograph minifigures. So uh, she had suggested, you know, you're taking all these pictures, doing all this. Why don't you actually show somebody? <laughs> so she uh, she convinced me, her and my daughter, they helped me set up an Instagram because I'm not Mr. You know, social media. So uh, <laughs> we hooked that up and I started sharing some pictures. And uh, one day after I had posted the pictures from my birthday party, it must have been maybe about 
yeah, not even a month or so later, um, I get this weird direct message and it's talking about, hey, Lego Masters, would you be interested? And I'm thinking off the top spam because that's what I think about <laughs> anything. You know what I mean? I'm just like, whatever, Lego Masters, okay, cool. <laughs> so um, I paid it no mind at all. And then it must've been another week or so after that, I get another message from the same person talking about Lego Masters again. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. So just in regular conversation, I'm talking to my wife about, hey, I got this message in Instagram talking about Lego Masters, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, but it just looked like some spam stuff. No big deal. She's like, let me see it. So I show her the message and the person that the message came from, she recognized as a producer for, or excuse me, a, um, a casting agent for another show that she uh -huh. is really into. And she was like, um, Eddie, this is real. Contact <laughs> this person. This is not a joke. So long story short, I did. Um, a lot of conversations happened and um, I had to scramble because I was opened up with the opportunity to try out for the show. Um, I had two partners in mind originally. <laughs> Both of those <laughs> fell through. And when they did, I was talking to my dear sister about it. And uh, she was just like, you know, if you need a partner, I'm here. Yeah, there's wow. just no way we were going to allow this opportunity to slip by, you know. I mean, my my building skills at that point were a little rusty. I mean, I have a job and, and a kid and all kinds of other things, but at the very least, I knew that I had enough skill to, to support his vision and what it is that he, you know, wanted to execute on. And I'm a process coach. So yeah, give me a plan and we'll execute on it. And yeah, it was just an exciting journey. Every step of the way, I feel like we're like, well, you know, we're just going to see how far we can go in this journey. You know, if we don't make it, we have a cool story, you know, of, hey, we tried out for this thing. But it seemed like every every step of the way, every part of the process, the door kept opening. You know, we kept moving farther and farther along. And so by the time we, we got the word, hey, yeah, we'd like you to participate in the show. It was just incredibly surreal. It was probably <laughs> one of the most surreal experiences. I had to say it was the most surreal experience <laughs> of my life. Um, yeah, it, it was, the, like I said, the whole process was really amazing because it kind of, for me, it came out of the blue. You know what I mean? It wasn't something that we were looking for. It's not something we applied for. Uh, well, excuse me, we did apply after the fact because you have to apply. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't something that we were that we aiming pursued. for at all. Yeah, it wasn't um, an ambition. It really, yeah, it wasn't a thought that I had ever had yeah. at all. Um I look at Lego Masters even prior to, and I'm just like, I'm not them. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I I have a world of Lego here. That's my world, but I'm not those guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Those guys, <laughs> yeah. they do it. You yeah. Know? And um, the fact that, like she said, um, we just took each step by each step, and like, we kept progressing. We kept progressing, happened. and. Next thing you know, we got the phone call and we're on a plane and it was, that's, that's exactly how it happened. Wow. I know. I, I mean, I, basically this podcast is about a, a person who's not that guy, you know, so if anyone gets it, it's me, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, I mean, but that's really like amazing. And, and I think it obviously speaks to the two of you, you know, that you're able to make it through that process. But like you mentioned, Aziza, like, you know, the, the, you know, you had to kind of uh, dust off the skills, you know, so mm -hmm. what did the two of you do to prepare for the show, you know, knowing that, you know, there'd be some fierce competition? Well, I am a student and a researcher. So the episodes I had already watched of Lego Masters, I went back and rewatched, you know, kind of with those eyes of, if this was posed to me, what would I do? You know, sure. where would I go with this? Um, lots of tutorial videos, just on different techniques that 
I had not had any experience <laughs> with directly watching him do a lot of them, you know, but things that I hadn't practiced myself. Um, I actually got into the other Lego Masters seasons, Australia, and some of those other ones. I just really, which man, you talk about dynamic challenge in some of the things that others have been able to pull <laughs> off on other versions of the show. Again, just hats off, hands down, just amazing stuff. Um, the downside of that was, yeah, very intimidated. Again, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to be able to do in this space, but we are always of the mind that you give it your best. And as long as we put everything out there, as long as we leave everything on the table, we can go home, you know, with our heads held high, no matter where we place. And I am also a fierce competitor. So yes, I did want to win the whole thing. Absolutely. <laughs> but we got into it very quickly. I was like, oh, I don't know how realistic this dream is. But it was, it was a lot of fun in the preparation because what it did, I mean, I've always had a nostalgia for Lego just because it has legitimately been a part of my entire life. Um, but to, to compete on, on this level was a challenge to say, you know, how let's stretch, let's see, you know, what we can actually pull off and accomplish. So a lot of emotion into it, but I went into it mentally, <laughs> most certainly to say, okay, what, what do we have to do to prepping? Yeah, I, I kind of feel the opposite. I actually tried to get out of my head because um, I would say going into it before uh, the same as season, you know, watching prior seasons, you know what the show's about. You know what they're looking for. Um, I don't uh, now I, I can proudly say I do. But prior to the show, <laughs> I did not consider myself a real mock builder. See, I like I said, I focused uh, I focused mainly on minifigures. So, you know, the builds that I do do are minifigure scale. They're very small, you know scenery type things. Um, I had never really focused on building big, grandiose, colorful, you know, builds. Plus, on top of the fact, just like most people, I'm not rich. I don't have a ton of Lego. You know what I mean? I know it may look like it from the back, but it's not a lot, believe me. So, you know, you're, of course, as a builder at home, you're limited to what you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I was very intimidated going into it because I didn't want to go into it assuming that I could do what I'm seeing on television. But just like my sister said, we're never afraid of a challenge. You That's know what I mean? Though. And um, so when I looked at it, I was like, can I do it? Sure. Will I do it? That's what I'm not sure about. So <laughs> I, for, I me, for me, I had to actually build up a lot of confidence. That's kind of where I put a lot of my, um, my mental strength into preparation was just feeling confident to go in here and play ball with these real major leaguers. I figured if you had the materials, you could do something great. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I had full confidence. In that. I love so, it. Uh, I, <laughs> well, that's amazing. I mean, listen, like, you know, I think the the mental kind of prep of it all is probably a piece that we don't often talk about on the show. You know, we talk a lot about watching YouTube tutorials and learning how to use motors and all that sort of stuff. But like you said, like, you know, um, you know, we're often our own worst enemy and, and we want to get out of our own way so that we can do what we're capable of. Um, and obviously Aziza thought you were capable of everything, Eddie, but, um, yeah. but, you know, uh, but yeah, so uh, like you said, you know, in your home, you know, a studio or area, you don't have all the Lego in the world, but you just got cast in a show where there is all the Lego in the world and you make it to set and it's the first episode and you walk onto set, you know, uh, you know, the doors open. Talk, talk me through that moment. What was it like, uh, you know, for the two of you? Okay. So, um, I feel like this, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself a real dreamy type person at all. It was <laughs> like a dream. Like I wasn't sure that that was actually happening 
I was actually <laughs> conscious and it was real. Um, I mean, even after everything in between that that moment and the beginning, um, it seemed very, very surreal to me. Yeah. So when you walk into the studio and you actually see the set and you see the big bricks hanging on the wall and you see the minifigure wall yeah, and you're like, wall. Yeah. we're yeah. actually right here. Like yeah. this is this is that thing on TV. That's it. Like we're actually right there. <laughs> and a couple little while later, you actually see Will Arnett and you're like, okay. Um, so that, yeah, that whole thing um, for me, cloud nine, cloud nine. It was, it was, I've never felt that high. You know what I mean? Like really it was, it was something that, uh, like I said, you know, you don't get a lot, of, a lot of opportunities, you know, like that in life in general, I think for anybody, I feel like especially for folks like us, opportunities like that don't come around. You know what I mean? So for me, I feel very blessed. You know what I mean? I feel like it was something that was uh, meant to be. You know what I mean? Just meant to be because <laughs> it was real. It actually happened. We were there and um, wouldn't change. Man, I wouldn't change for anything. It was it was a crazy ride. That feel, I can still feel that same excitement yeah. from that first walk in back to the it. studio right now. Like it's, yeah. it's still that fresh. And yeah, it was, it was a lot to take in. I a mean, lot it was to just take so in. Yeah. I think the minifigure wall was, was what took my breath away the most too. I was just like, this is so cool. You know, this is a situation <laughs> that a very small handful of people have participated in and we get to participate in it and then yeah his reaction made my reaction all the more because again just dreams come I can't even imagine dreams. what my face looked yeah. like at the time yeah. I don't know it was pure <laughs> delight it was pure <laughs> ecstasy <laughs> well Eddie if you want to see what your face was like it's on Hulu you know if yeah, you want to check Hulu. it out <laughs> yeah no it was, uh, it was crazy man I gotta, I gotta say and this actually coming to the point you just made too. It wasn't just that, but seeing her excitement, seeing our co our, our uh, castmates' excitement. I mean, because it was a journey to for get there. everybody there. Yeah, I feel like at that at that particular moment we're speaking on, everybody. I think I'm pretty confident feeling was feeling the, same the exact thing. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and um, just the energy, the energy that was in that room. And I'm going to emphasize this every time I talk to anybody about it. This particular season, this group of cast members, the most amazing people on the planet. Like they, uh -huh. the the amount of energy that was created amongst all of us, I, I don't even have a word for it. It was, it was crazy. I mean, kind of that first time you go to Disneyland kind of feeling. And as you grow, you know, into adulthood, you don't have too many moments like that. You know, when you're younger, everything is new and amazing and exciting, but as you get older, I don't want to say you get jaded, but you do like, you know, you start adulting and it's, it's work and it's home and it's family. And so again, for us to have this opportunity to step outside of all of that and just experience, you know, just some of that childlike joy, you know, that we, I know I haven't had in a long time, Yeah, yeah. just because there wasn't anything to produce it really, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like when the cool kids let you come to the clubhouse back in you know, sixth grade. It, it was like, it's just us. You know what I mean? Like, this is for us. Yeah. And we're all there together. We're all experiencing this feeling. We're all seeing what we've been looking at on Fox for the last yeah. two, three years. Yeah. And it, it was real. You know what I mean? So yeah, great, the greatest feeling. It was crazy. Yeah. 
I mean, I can only imagine because you mentioned like, you know, it was felt like a dream. I've literally had dreams that I was there, you know, like, and uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I I it. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's usually often a nightmare where I can't find the piece I'm looking for in the brick pit. And, not, like, you know, it's like, and, I, and I'm like, I don't know. That why happens too. <laughs> <laughs> it just must be my anxiety in life that's causing me to have these sorts of dreams. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, I, I can only imagine, but this is a really fun episode. You know, it was the ready to launch the space themed episode. And the whole goal was that you had to build a, you know, a space, you know, uh, like an addition to the space shuttle that was, you know, that was representative of the two of you. And we had for the two of you, the ISS smile check. And, yes. um, you know, so talk to us about this concept, you know, was, you know, you're given the prompt, it's your first time, uh, you know, obviously, there's, you know, Eddie had a big crisis of confidence before the show, you know, but, but now you're here. Talk to us, you know, about what it was like getting that first, you know, challenge prompt and then coming up with that first idea. You know, did that come easy to you? Yes and no. So I would say it came easier to her. Yeah. Because <laughs> actually she kind of gave, she kind of. story person. Yeah, she kind of brought up the idea. Yeah, and so I was like. Our dad was in the Navy. And for those folks who, who know about Navy life, the ships that they are on is the USS Bainbridge or the USS Stein or whatever it is. So the, the concept of an ISS. And then we had talked about, you know, what, what mark do we want to leave on this show before we even got there? And we said, we don't know how far into this competition we're going to get. We don't know, you know, what it's going to look like. But at the end of the day, what we want to do is bring positivity. We just want to show people that, hey, if you try for something, sometimes you can get higher than what you ever imagined. We, we really had that concept in mind. And so the smile check concept was something that was like, what is our thing? You know, what's going to be our thing if we get discouraged? You know, if we do get stuck in our heads, how are we going to help each other through the stress that we had seen from <laughs> other contestants in other, you know, seasons deal with? And we came up with the smile check. So it was really just for us. But when we had, you know, the ship that we had to name, I was like, well, why wouldn't we call it the ISS smile check? So yeah, and that was kind of the idea. So, you know, you had to get technical with it. Um, at the time of the show, I was actually a delivery driver. So the concept that we had was, hey, why don't we build a spaceship? You know, space is bleak and dark and vast and everything. Why don't we build a spaceship that delivers positivity and happiness and smiles to the International Space Station? Because people can get lonely, can get a little sad, get jaded up there. So um, we wanted to create a ship that was similar to like a delivery truck. So it was meant to be boxy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've gotten some Probably comments about the, the boxiness of the ship, but that was actually, that was very purposeful. Um, <laughs> we're thinking it up, you know, kind of like a delivery truck that brings smiles. You know, it goes around through space with those big uh, absorbers sucking up all the sun rays and, and good energy out of space. And it converts it down into nothing but happiness and smiles into the ship. And that ship, therefore, brings those to the space station and distributes it to anybody that's in there who needs it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was kind of our, that was kind of the idea. And then the colors were our high school colors, purple and gold. And so okay. we, we just, we pulled from a lot of different inspirations. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of little things behind that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I loved it. And, you know, Eddie, there's a quote from you where you said, you know, be positive about everything because that's the people we are, you know, and, and, I, and I felt like that was like a very sweet sentiment. And to your point, like it is putting yourself into this build because, you know, that's the sort of positivity you wanted to bring to the show. And, you know, you, I have in my notes, 
that you sang like a little smile check song. Was this something you'd rehearsed before that you found on the I day? So, because I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that. So I would say probably that. <laughs> I'm like what? But How I can pretend to just sing little ditties just off the top of my head. So yeah, no, that would have been organic in the moment. <laughs> Well, I loved it. Um, like you said, you know, it travels around around capturing the sun rays, which we convert into smiles. And I have in my notes, um, you know, sun rays and then transmits it. But, you know, what I have in my notes is just a basket full of heads. You know, like yeah. uh, the way you represented the smiles, it almost looked like. That was my so, idea. Because I was like, how are we going to relay that it's that it's smiles that we're delivering? The only thing I could think of is those tiny heads that had smiles on them. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. Oh, that was something that was a little. It was a little frustrating with the airing of the show because, of course, there's a ton of editing. You have to chop it down, yeah. you know, into a spot. Um, <laughs> that was well explained to the judges. <laughs> Basically what it is, it converts those sun rays into the smiles, which then get delivered, you know, into, <laughs> into the space station. They're not monsters. Yeah, yeah. They, they weren't, it wasn't just a, a basket of heads. Should I? <laughs> yeah. That's a different, that's a different truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, whole different truck there. <laughs> oh gosh. And then I also loved this line. You said, if we could fuel the world with smiles, we absolutely would. Um, which that just, that, that, that struck a chord for me, but this was a really fun build. You know, we, it was this bright yellow color that really stood out. You know, I, th I think that that's one of the things when you're looking at the space station, when it was all put together, you know, having this bright yellow, you know, build was really nice. And, you know, you had all those, um, like you said, those, the things that collect all the smiles. And so there was some really good build techniques. Was there anything from this build? Like you said, it gets cut down so much that maybe we didn't get to see or that you're particularly proud of? Well, well how do I answer that one? Um, <laughs> we were proud of the angling of, of you know, the wings. Yeah, that was uh, the biggest challenge on that build, in my opinion, was the wings. Yeah. Um, one thing that we had kind of looked around, and again, prior to this, not a major mock builder. So um, practicing the skills of curving wasn't a strong point for me, especially at the time. Um, so I wanted to give it some dynamic because it was already a box. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I know that that was not going to fly with the judges at all. <laughs> so we definitely had to give it some character. You had to give it some movement. Um, I've always been a fan of aircraft and spacecraft with the upswept wing. I don't know what it is about the upswept wing. I just love that. So um, I wanted to give it an upswept wing, but the challenge that we came across with it is, um, and it doesn't show too well on TV, but that thing is a lot bigger than it looks. Yeah. So there was a lot of weight to those wings. So to be able to connect them and you're very limited because of the color scheme mm -hmm. that we had with the amount of technique that it would have taken. And it did take some technique, Rick, to support the weight of those wings, to have them stay on. So that was a huge challenge that I would think took up the majority of the time on that build for us. Yeah. Um, but we succeeded with it. They stayed. Um, the hard part came with the docking of the spaceship to the space station. That's where things got hairy. Yeah. So, um, well, there were a couple of hairy. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, th those, so I was very, very happy that we we're able to pull that off. Uh, when it came time to dock, uh, we realized we had some height issues that didn't quite line yeah. up with the way um, there was a certain connection for us to dock it on the space station. And um, yeah, like I said, there was just some clearance problems. So by the time we had realized that we were out of time, I literal think we were seconds. No, we had literal seconds. Yeah, it was. Ed had to go back and get a piece. <laughs> I've never seen him run that fast in my entire life. He was flashlighting. 
in that moment to get the piece that we needed. He was able to adjust what needed to be adjusted and that thing connected before the time ran out. They There was no grace given. It had no to grace be given, um, connected at the point a couple, of time. A couple of Lego Master contestants were harmed in the docking <laughs> of, that, of, that, uh, <laughs> of that space station. Uh, yeah, there, there was a little calamity there at the very end, but um, in true um, reality show fashion, because I've always thought, you know, joking, joking, you know, it's so dramatic. No, some I realize you do have two seconds. Yeah, and the stress is real. It's real, mm -hmm. and that clock really is ticking. And when yeah. that buzzer goes off, you have to stop. And unfortunately for our docking issue, stopping would have been automatic disqualification. Yeah, yeah, we couldn't. So stop. we, we could not going. stop. We had to we had figure to out a way to fix that problem and get it up on that space station before those last three seconds ran out and we did execute it with one second left on that clock. So I think at the end of it, like mm -hmm. we left everything on, on the table, there was nothing left. We made it. And so again, <laughs> if, if we had been the first to go, we would have been able to leave saying, Hey, we did our absolute best blood, sweat, probably some tears. Couple yeah. <laughs> and, and we, we got it done. So, yeah. Uh, well, you definitely did. Um, you know, I think, you know, a Amy instantly recognized, you know, that says she said it was oozing with positivity and it was a strong showing here in this first challenge. So, you, you know, definitely have a lot to be very proud of. Um, and then we move on to the second episode. This was the Jurass brick challenge. And this one was a wild episode, especially with the celebrity guests and dinosaurs roaming and such so what was that experience like for the two of you? Man, I, <laughs> yeah, where you start? this one really felt like it was made just for us. It, it really did just because of our tie to this franchise and to <laughs> these movies. I mean, going back to, to our youth, it was again, very surreal where we just looked at each other like, are you serious right now? This is happening to us. And so we knew instantly what we were going to do. We didn't know how or what the challenge was going to be, but we already knew that we had a story to tell about dinosaurs and Lego. And yeah, so man. It was, uh, it was crazy. Cause yeah, like she said, this one we were ready for. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Even just hearing the theme, yeah. we already knew, we, already we knew what time it was. So yeah. <laughs> there was that. Um, <laughs> now coming up with uh, the actual build idea we did kind of, I won't say struggle, but we did kind of spend a little time on that, trying to figure out exactly yeah, how we wanted to portray the story because we had a very specific story. Yeah, that we had to adapt. We had to adapt it. Exactly. We had to adapt it to what the judges were looking for in this particular challenge. And that in itself was kind of a hard part for me. So um, once we talked it out, we did some drawing, of course, you know, you have to draw up your builds. And we figured out what we wanted to do. We just got busy because this particular build was the largest build that We've I had done up done. to the time. Yeah. Um, Area-wise, um, piece count-wise, I guess, if you even want to say, um, it was big. There was a lot of area that we had to cover. And like I said, with the story we had, we had to really get creative on how we were going to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, that took some time. But once we kind of got into the flow, I feel like it started to come together. Um a court man again many dicey moments in that build uh, some frustrations <laughs> yeah huh? some tear downs some inexperience and uh <laughs> but I feel like towards the end it came the story that we wanted to tell came through 
and again we left it all out there um yeah we put it all we, we, we put it done. all out there uh i i still to this day i commend the season for the amount of creativity that she put down on that board um i wasn't even prepared for it like i said i've seen season build um i've built with her we've played many a times but i mean she really she did some damage on that board and i i loved it i loved it um, at the end of that build i was super satisfied Aww, with what we did it. yeah <laughs> well listen you should be satisfied but you know this one like like you said you know there's a story behind it you know essentially when the movie first came out as i have in my notes you took your 6 year old sister at the time and yeah. that your um and your sister ended up roaring and growling at the audience yeah, uh, and you know, and 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 I can't even imagine. You know, the other half of the story is what did everybody else do? You know, we we never got to hear how it all yeah, turned out. Yeah, I don't out. think anybody else was really prepared for what was happening. They just was a bunch of laughs. Is she doing this, and why is she doing it for so long? <laughs> like nobody was prepared. I mean, she was a little girl, so nobody, you know, was angry. I'm sure most thought it was sweet. I mean, it's to this day. Every time I think about it, it just makes me smile. It was just such a weird thing for her to do. I don't know why she did it. She doesn't know why she did it. We've asked her many a time over the years. I don't think she really believes that it actually happened. No, really, it, no happened. it happened. It was a real thing because, like I said, that's the one thing I do remember about it is I've never heard that many laughs directed in my direction before. And I, I, it was, I was like, oh, oh okay. But um, yeah, no, it was actually, it was a, it was a fun day because after that happened, it was a lot of laughs and handshakes out the door of the movie theater. And of course we loved the movie. I mean, yeah. it was the first it Jurassic awesome Park, movie. you yeah. know what I mean? Like that was, it was, it was nuts for yeah. the time. So yeah. um, that day itself was an epic day. And it's a memory that has been shared throughout our family. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's one of those family stories, you know what I mean? That we all have. And um, to be able to, <laughs> somehow share that with, with the world, the world yeah, on national television you know uh tell them about our little sister because even though she wasn't there with us during lego master she is a huge part we're yeah, actually a trinity you know yeah. what i mean uh, uh -huh. it, it's the three of us so um you know to be able to share to be able to bring her into this moment with yeah, us it was very special. that was the part that was very cool like that felt really really good yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it, you know, the only equivalent I have is when I was a very young kid and I saw the movie Hook. Apparently, during the climax of the movie, I screamed, "No, Peter!" at the screen. <laughs> oh, so you um, were invested? Yeah. So you, it was like we were so, so, so I, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, and my my favorite interaction, uh, similar interaction, was when we when I saw Iron Man and somebody screamed out, at, like when he finally suits up. Oh my God, he's a robot. <laughs> See? <laughs> you know, so sometimes these like people interactions at the movies is maybe the piece that we that we're missing. You know, people aren't yeah. going to the movies as much. Maybe that's what I we're think missing. So yeah, it's the best. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> well, it's a super heartwarming moment, obviously, to to sort of hear that and to, and to see to your point, like how you wanted to bring this trio, you know, to the to the TV show, and you know the way that you came up, you know, with the translation of that was this movie in the park idea. You know, mm -hmm. dinos are coming to the scene; they're knocking things over, and the sparks, you know, because that was your um, effect was the sparks yeah. Um, yeah. was going to cause a lot of commotion. You know, when you were thinking about the story, 
was it story first, effect later, or were you thinking about the effect kind of in conjunction to make sure it felt really integrated? It was definitely story first. Definitely story first, because um, we actually, the whole idea um, with integrating the sparks is something that we had to, that was to me the main meat of the story that we had to create. Because mm-hmm. of course, yeah, there, there, was no, any sparks in there were no sparks for dinosaurs in the real story, you know, just <laughs> the screen and a crowd. That's all there was. So, um, but with that being said, you know, we took the moment that, you know, she starts roaring because she's excited about what she's seeing on the screen and her roars are what attract the real dinosaurs to come see what all the fuss is about. And they notice everybody in the park having a good time and smelling all the food and seeing all the excitement. And they just want to be part of the party too. But of course they're dinosaurs. So can't just run up in a party as a dinosaur and not create problems. (laughs) So of course you got the big dinosaur, you know, tearing up the screen and um, that's where the sparks got integrated to the story. He gets tangled in the wires and sparks start flying everywhere when he steps on the movie screen. And you have the smaller dinosaurs that are now running around and scaring everybody. Um, There's people having picnics that now have to run away and kids on the merry-go-round and people playing basketball oblivious to everything it's yeah. <laughs> we tried to create a full body story many stories there were so many yeah there, there was a lot of stories story. in that yeah. story yes i mean totally I, I i have like a ton of this in my notes um but like you said there was like a whole parking lot with a truck there was the basketball court there was the park with lots of little details lights playground equipment there was a bathrooms with even with pink and blue denotions for the size yeah that was my that was all the season right there we spent a lot of time in parks (laughs) we did we did we spent a lot of time in our neighborhood parks so that was the other inspiration with it too um that bathroom actually is a replica of the bathroom at the main park that we played in as kids so um yeah like i said down to the small details like you had mentioned the food truck there was always a food truck in that parking lot um, the only thing that we didn't get in there was the hill, which we should have yeah. got the hill. That, you know, it was um lasted a few more. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was definitely like she said, it was like this challenge was almost meant for us it because really it's mapped out too perfectly. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, what ended up taking a lot of time and something that really bugged me about the build was getting that dinosaur to do what I wanted it to do. Yeah. And um, <laughs> thank goodness for the cameras. They were very friendly with us. Uh, I like to tell fun. people a little behind the scenes secret you may not know is our dinosaur actually malfunctioned on the show. But wow. it, I don't know if too many people even noticed. So um, we had built the dinosaur. I wanted to uh, give it a side to side motion like it was tangled in wires. Mm-hmm. But the way the motor works, you know, it's, it's a very, very strong, it's a very yeah. strong turn. So I had to figure out a way to calm, you know, that turn down. And um, that took that ate up a lot of valuable time. Uh, again, like I said, inexperience. looking back on it, I definitely shouldn't have spent as much time on that particular mechanism as I did. But uh, I'm glad that I did, because at least in the end, the dinosaur ended up doing partially (laughs) what I wanted it to do. But um, what happened was there was a small pin that connected the dinosaur from the top to the bottom. And when they actually set off the sparks, um, the motor was designed for the dinosaur to rock back and forth at the exact same time that those sparks went off. Well, when it did, the pin actually popped and the dinosaur became disconnected from top to bottom. So Mm. it just happened to rock when the sparks went off (laughs) and it looked like I had envisioned it to look, but it didn't work the way it was supposed to. So (laughs) when you look at it, when you watch it on the show and you see the rocking, 
That's what we were aiming for. It just didn't happen the way we meant for it to happen. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it happened because that was probably one of the most profound moments for me during that build was, you know, watching Ed put that dinosaur together, you know, piece by piece, because again, he had never done a brick built dinosaur of that scale. It wasn't very big, but it was still a challenge. And, you know, I just remember a point in there where he's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get this done. I'm not going to be able to do it. We smiled, checked. I said, we're going to breathe. We're going to breathe and you're going to keep going. And he did and, and was able to produce something. And so when we watched it back, we watched it with our family. He has um, three littles. I have a little. My sister has little ones. And I was able to just share with them that, you know, your dad got stuck. It got really hard, but he didn't give up. He kept going and we were able to accomplish our goal. And I just, there, you can't put a value on that kind of life lesson. So Oh, I'm sure. very proud of you for that because it would have been easy to just throw in the towel and just say, yep, nope, we're done. We weren't as close. Like I said, yeah, I, it, it, was, was it was a struggle. It was and, not uh, easy, but you kept going. And, and again, and not only, like I said, the support from my sister, but also from other castmates, you know, you're, yeah. you're building at stations and you have neighbors and I got to tell you, thanks to my neighbors, yeah. uh, they were constantly Very encouraging kind. us. Yeah. Um, and that's the way it was in that whole build room. Even though it's a competition, um, we're all out Everybody for each other's heads. Everybody other. in there yeah. was very, very supportive for everybody else as they were actually working on their builds. Mm -hmm. And that in itself, I feel like pumped up the confidence for us to stick with it. Because there, there were, there was, there yeah. was a real down moment with that particular build. And I thought we were done for, but mm -hmm. like I said, we go with my sister and with my castmates, I was pumped back up and we knocked it out. Yeah. So, Yeah. I mean, and, and you hear a couple quotes from you around that same time, I imagine, where you said, keep smiling no matter how this goes, because we still have time. No matter what we try, we stay, uh, we, no matter what, we try to stay positive and upbeat, smile check. And then you said, like I said, we've got a lot of time to be fine, is what you said. And I loved that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so, so I mean, listen, like, like, we, like you said, you really were able to put a vision out there that you wanted to. And, and like, like, you know, we talked about it. There was so much going on in this build, so many mm -hmm. little details, so many little stories. I almost like imagine that you, if you could have only taken photos of those minifigures, Eddie, to tell, you know, the oh, stories yeah, that you like to. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, we, that's, that's one of those things, you know, of course that property doesn't belong to us. So, but um, yeah, no, there was a, there was definitely, like I said, I'm proud of that build because in general, even outside of the show, that was definitely the largest mock that I have ever worked on. Um, of course, of season together. two, yeah, yeah, together. And um, like I said, just, I mean, man, if you just go back and look at that board, um, there there was, there was so yeah. much story and so much detail on that board. And the fact that together we were both able to execute it, I feel perfectly fine about. Yeah. Like I am, I can, I'm happy with it. So, yeah. And I think you should be, you know, I mean, like, sadly, this is the episode we say goodbye to you. And, and it always is hard at this point in the podcast to talk about these things. But I think, I mean, I, you know, I look back at all this and I and, and I'm and I'm smiling, too, because I feel like, like, like I said, you did what you set out to do. You know, the, it was a family affair with your sister, you know, as part of the build as well. And, you know, and like Amy said, you know, what a joy it was to watch you build. You had a huge smile on your face and you lit up the room when you told your story, you know, and like, what a cool experience for the two of you to have, you know, Aziza, you say, you know, I'm so proud of my brother. It's the most epic adventure we've been on yet. You know, so, so, so tell me about it. And like you said, you were able to watch it back with your family. You know, what, what are you taking away from this experience that you got to do with your brother? Well, you know, there's an exercise that 
I try to do in any profound experience that I'm in. And you take a step back and you look at what did you love and what did you learn in that situation? And I loved the opportunity to put life on hold and go play with my brother for a few weeks. <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. That was amazing. I loved all of the relationships that we formed in that. Um, I loved being able to just kind of unlock some creativity that I hadn't, you know, really explored for a really long time. Um, and I got to be myself. You know, I think that that's one of the things that I learned you know, I'm, I'm a positive person. And in times past, maybe I've been a little apologetic about that, or you try to dim your shine because people think you're weird. That's just me. And it felt good <laughs> to just put it all out there. And then I also learned, though, I am, I am an overachiever to the nth degree. <laughs> and I am way harder on myself than I should be, because that challenge was hard. The challenge before it was hard. And so in watching the other episodes after we left, they only got harder. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, was it very realistic to, to think, yeah, I mean, the, we had all champions on the season. So, you know, it would have been great to, to go that far, but to, to be, I had to take some time with myself is this yeah. what I'm trying to get to and say, you did your absolute best and your absolute best was good enough. You landed where you landed and you've got a beautiful experience that came from it. It's going to be okay. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same way. It's, um, um, though, you know, we talk amongst ourselves as castmates, you know, we all stay very tight. We all yeah. still communicate and um, we all kind of feel the same way where it's like we were invited to a party that we had no business at. You know what I mean? <laughs> we had no business being there whatsoever. So the fact that we were even invited in itself it was was, was a win yeah. from the get-go. And then actually making it there and then actually making it on camera. Yeah. That was another win. And then to actually make it through the first, you know, the first two challenges, even more of a win. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, the whole thing, just like Cesar said, um, I've always kind of taken her lead. You know what I mean? She's always been my big sis. Uh, before little sister came along, it was just me and her. Uh, but we've always been tight. Like I said, since we were kids, we've never, a lot of siblings, you know, don't really get along too well. For the most part, we always have. We always have. You know what I mean? And we've always been tight. So to be able to rock with my sister doing this Lego thing was cool in itself. But to make it as far as we did and be able to do what we did and show it to the world, um, not only as siblings, but as African-Americans, because there's also not a lot of African-Americans or brown-skinned people in the Lego sphere, even now. So um, to be able to represent for that, you know what I mean? To be able, like she said, to show our kids that you can achieve big things can happen, you, you know what I mean? As long as you try. Yeah, big things hard. can happen, and you just give it a shot. You never know where it's going to take you. Uh, the whole situation has just been priceless. There's, yeah. uh, there's not really a lot that I can say about that except for Hey, grateful. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm grateful for it. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, well, I mean, and you should be. And and like what amazing, you know, representatives the two of you were, you know, for your community and like at, to your families and 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 everything that you were trying to do, you know, it really seems like you were able to set, you know, to to do what you set out to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, for two episodes, you know, I think you both made it such a splash. Like, you know, I think the takeaway I remember when we were talking about on the podcast was we only wish we could have seen more of it. You know, we only wish we could have seen more of the two of you, especially because even getting to talk to you now, like, you know, what a special relationship this is and and what a great dynamic, um, you know, and we'll always remember your your words, Eddie, you know, you know, don't forget when you're feeling down, smile check, you know, we'll always, we'll always remember that piece of it. Smile check. Is yeah. that easy? You know what I mean? Like I said, um, 
that's one that was a moment that I did share with Amy that I, I I really loved you know she was like she asked us where do we get that positivity and that's what I told her is the fact that if you look around you turn your head any direction you will find negativity no yeah. problem yeah like that you know what I mean so how hard can it be to just try to be like Asiza said a little beacon of light in a lot of dark you know, um, this, 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 this life we live nowadays, you know what I mean? It's work and, and bills and drama and all this stuff, you know, smile, smile check. You just got to stop and smile check for a minute because yeah. if you don't, you fall into it. You know what I mean? It's just that simple. Oh, I, I totally agree. Well, you know, obviously, like, like I said, we only wanted more and more of you, of the two of you on the show. And so you watch the other episodes what challenge do you wish you got a chance to do? You know, what was the one you were like, ah, oh, if only we made it to episode four or episode whatever, you know, like what was the one you wish for you me to do? personally, Which one? off top, the treehouse challenge. <laughs> um, I, that was, I'll be dead honest. That was the episode where I was actually mad. I was like, okay. Cause that's one. Yeah. I, Dave, if you hear this podcast, I was coming for you on that episode, brother. That's the one. I would have got you. I would have got you. Yeah, no, the treehouse episode broke my heart. Yeah. Again, the, not only nostalgia. not only did I already have something ready to go for it, <laughs> but I it would have been super simple to execute. It would have been beautiful. I'm confident that was one that we would have smacked right out the park. Yeah. No question about mm-hmm. it. Um, but the rest of them, yeah, no, nah, I, I feel I feel things landed the way that. They- <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I gotta give I gotta give our, our castmates props, yeah. man. These are the most brilliant builders. Um the skill level, yeah, the yeah. and the creativity, the, the color palettes that yeah. these people have. Beautiful, beautiful it's stuff. just yeah, I'm I mean all of them. You guys, we were in there with some serious Lego masters and like I said, just to be in their presence, that that, that was enough for me. Um, <laughs> I, I was just happy to be there. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, the two of you are Lego masters, too. Don't forget. Um, so, um, well, you know, and then, uh, you know, for the treehouse build, you said you had an idea. So share with us, you know, what it would have been. Okay, so I never even told yeah, you. Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, so for the treehouse build, you remember how Knox, mm-hmm. you remember how when you went down that hill, how it had the portables in the back? Yeah. I was thinking about little school portables. Okay. And making those different colors, having that colored ramp that came up because there was that big rainbow yeah, uh, mural yeah, that was on the side yeah. of the building by the principal's office. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Okay, so kind of the same idea. It's basically small bungalow classrooms that we would have colored up, you know what I mean? And made them look real nice and pretty because at the time, I think they were just like a blue yeah. color. But um, coming up this ramp next to the bungalows was this gigantic rainbow mural that was on the side of the main office uh-huh. building and that would have been the main big part of the treehouse build mm-hmm. and i was thinking we could put the rainbow on that yeah. and similar kind of like similar to the dinosaur build yeah just have multiple mini yeah, stories you, were you know with certain bungalows there's this classroom with these kids over here doing this and you know so on and so forth but i think we would have come up with i think it would have been yeah it would have been <laughs> Well, and that was her job. She she would have did that. But uh, yeah, I was really excited about that build because as soon as they announced it, and I was watching that, I was, I was like, ah. Oh, well, I, I was thinking we could have done like this. the El Toyon tree too. That oh, the scene, the El Toyon tree. Either way. Yeah, like said, it's, there was plenty of inspiration yeah. for a lot of those builds. Oh, I love it. I, I, I like want to see, you know, in the multiverse, the other version, you know, where we got yeah. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> We're still trying to build my Lego collection. If I get enough one day, I'll try to pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You've got a tree picked out, but you just don't have the Lego for it. But exactly. Uh, 
<laughs> but, um, you know, you said, you know, how inspired you were by all the other builders on your season, you know, so out of all the builds, you know, from the season, it could have been in the episodes you were in or the later episodes, you know, what was the build, you know, for each of you that really stood out that you were just so impressed by? Oh, I've never had a problem answering this one. The rings of the spaceship that Liam and Emily put together. I don't know what it was. That, that was just like <laughs> the most beautiful build I've ever seen in my life. I absolutely loved it. Um, even though his um, his motorization didn't quite work on the show, during the builds, we saw it when it did work. Wow. And I mean, gorgeous. Just, yeah. I absolutely love that one floored me. I think I would say Brendan and Greg's dinosaur. Oh, that, yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's actually kind of even, it's hard to say after that because, yeah, I mean. I the, mean it was just beautifully done. It, it was Beautifully just, done. It was I mean, delicate where it needed to be delicate and it was large where it needed to be large and just the colors. Even down to the scheme of the gigantic used. oil silo. Yeah. Like it, it, as simplistic of a thing as that was, I feel like the way they executed it made it, brought it to life and it made it bigger than life and it yeah. made perfect sense with their story. And just um, the scale of I yeah, like that—that that was, was a phenomenal. Those were beautiful. Um, I loved. Oh my gosh, the um the episode where Dave did the house that had the different colored doors and the mm-hmm. walls on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was beautiful. And like uh, the puppy challenges too. I mean, I think. <laughs> so I'm saying there's too much to name. Like I think yeah, some of those. I I don't think we would have been able to sculpt a dog. I, no, I just don't. No. <laughs> I just I didn't I didn't know how it was going to come together when the challenge was put forth and and what was produced was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, Aaron and Liz and how they yeah they're pirate shit. Yeah, I mean yeah, there's the whole show like and that's what was beautiful about it. Even after we left to continue on and watch the folks who were still there and what they were doing after the man. Yeah, was, I think I had a favorite from each team. It, it was definitely an enjoyable watch even after we were gone. Like, speaks to the way that the challenges were laid out. I feel like every challenge gave an opportunity for an individual team to really shine. And I think that that that's true. I agree. Yeah. I mean, we've certainly seen that across the seasons. Um, You know, I I feel like in season two, especially like, you know, everyone was trading off wins, you know, over Mm -hmm. and over again then. Yeah. And I I always think about, you know, the cut in half challenge and how that like, you know, that was like Sam and Jessica's chance to Uh like really show their artistic skills. So to your point, like the, the, the way they vary it up, you know, it gives everybody a chance to sort of do the things that they you know, can shine at, um, which is really amazing. And I guess, speaking of challenges, you know, there's a season four happening. And I'm curious to get, you know, your perspective, if, if there could have been like a dream challenge for the two of you, or maybe it's going to be a challenge on this next season, you know, what would it be? You know, what would you love to either see on the show or get to do yourself? That's a hard one. Um, I mean, you could go anywhere with that. Yeah, I think, um, well, I lean more towards the whimsical. So I really enjoy, you know, whimsy challenges. Maybe it's, you know, a favorite toy challenge. I, I say that because my brother has, I don't think you can see him, but a little blue teddy bear back here, you know, just something like that, that, you know, it's just a kind of a, a slice of life, but kind of takes you, you know, back to just a happy place. You know, I think that's why I like the trying to reminisce too, because of Nick and Stacy's yeah. uh, book camp, bookshop. Yeah, like to me, that something like that would be yeah. my dream challenge because 
like I said, it's beautiful. It's um, I like things that are nostalgic. I'm a big Blacktron fan, the Blacktron Lego yeah. theme. So um, anything space related, like I said, I we had a blast with the first challenge. Yeah. Um, Seeing the planets, mm-hmm. some kind of a, a planetary build. Yeah, yeah, that that would have been awesome. Um, some type of mural build. I feel like that's something that hasn't ah. really been done yeah. on Lego Master Chief. Um, I think that would be very, very cool it's because such in the mosaic. Yeah, there's 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 a lot you could do with mosaic. So especially you know if they have a platform as big as like the dinosaur challenge, you know what I mean? <laughs> there, there's really like it's such There's a lot of stuff that you could do with that. So um yeah, I think that that would be something really cool too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, totally. And then, you know, like like you mentioned, um, you know, Aziza, I loved it. What did you love and what did you learn? And so in the spirit of that, what is your advice for the next set of Lego masters? You know, like if you could give people who are thinking about applying or, you know, you know, maybe they're, they're going to be in the casting process for season five, hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, what is your advice to like the Lego masters to be? I would just say, don't be afraid to try. You know, if you're sitting there watching those builders on the screen and you're like, well, I never could. I couldn't do that. I'm not at their level. Put that aside fill out the application and and try because you never know. You never know what is is being looked at and looked for. And you never know how it's going to challenge you. And you are going to grow from it no matter what, no matter where you place, you're going to grow. And it's going to be an awesome experience that you get to take with you and and have for the rest of your life. So that would be my advice is go for it. There's nothing to lose. There's absolutely nothing to lose. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, piggyback on that, that yeah. same thing. It's um, don't worry, don't think too much about it. If it's an opportunity that's presented to you, take it. If it's some, if it's not presented to you, but it's something you want to apply for, I encourage you to do it. They are looking for people of all skill level. You uh, don't have to go into this thing being, you know, a complete. Uh, professional Lego sculptor. It's not about that. It's about your creativity. Um, Keep in mind that it's also a television show. You know what I mean? So uh, don't be afraid to show your personality. Be who you are. If you're a fun person and this is something you're going to have fun doing, even if you're not the greatest at it, go ahead. You know what I mean? Why not? It's an experience. And one thing you got to understand is um, there's something for everybody. Simple as that. There's you you there's not a specific person, a specific type that they're looking for. They're looking for any and everybody who loves Lego, who can come in and be part of the show. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's um, the just one what she said. Just just go at just it. Love Lego. Go at it. And love <laughs> Lego. As simple as that. That's really all you need. Yeah. Because wow. if you love it, I feel like everything else will fall into place. Wow. Well, I, maybe I'm feeling more confident than ever now. But uh, you but should I, go you should. for it. <laughs> yes, yes. If, if you're even thinking yeah, about it, why not? if it's even a thought, put in the application. Yeah. And yeah. that's another thing too. Let me let me add that secret in there. There's not a million people trying out for Lego Masters. Like I said, there's 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 a lot of people trying out, but it's not more than what you would think. So and the, I think that's because people are, are doubting. Their there skills. are a lot of people yeah. who are discouraged from doing it. We know it. there's so, a lot of Lego. Yeah, don't don't sell yourself short. Definitely yeah. get out there and give it a shot because you never know. Yeah. 
And the ultimate advice is, is that if you get a sketchy DM about the show, it's probably real. <laughs> Say, just investigate. Just <laughs> thoroughly investigate. I, I, yeah. encourage you, to... I encourage you to definitely look into that. Don't just throw it to the wayside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, I usually, I told my parents, like, if anything seems, you know, at all off, it's off. You know, so I think, I think normally right. it's, it's good advice, but, you know, maybe about Lego Masters. I don't know how many scams start about Lego <laughs> Masters, but, um, but amazing. Well, you know, this has been like, I've say unbelievable to get to talk to the two of you and to break it all down but of course everyone who's listening is going to want to know what's next for the smile check duo you know what's what do you have going on what's next in your lego journey well we um we'll say we have some things on the drawing board nothing concrete at the moment but um here locally where we live we live in spokane washington and um where we are we're in a little bit of a lego desert so (laughs) we are um in the near future hoping to start expanding and opening up the Lego community here where we live. Um, and, you know, a couple things that may come along with that that yeah. we'll keep under wraps for right now. And again, now. <laughs> just, just sharing the positivity. You know, I think that was one of the, the biggest blessings that I've gotten out of this is, you know, how many of my friends and, and you know, people I go to church with who say, my kids saw you on TV and then they thought it was so neat and to be able to sign a picture for them and, and you know, buy them a little Lego set and, and tell them to keep yeah. smiling, you know. So for me, it's it's really just allowed me to just be more open, like I said, to to who I am and, and just spread some some sunshine wherever we can. And so, um, you know, having talks with, you know, just visiting with littles and, and encouraging them in the Lego space and, you know, to, to be creative, which is a passion of mine. I have a toddler, he's almost three, and um, there aren't a lot of opportunities, non-screen time for the littles these days. So, <laughs> you know, Lego, I think is a wonderful medium for young people to be creative and to use their hands and, you know, just, just build up some, some skills that maybe haven't gotten a lot of attention for a few generations. I don't know for sure, but um, we're, we're definitely just trying to keep that, that positive legacy going for sure. Definitely. Uh, I love it. And and we can't wait to see your toddler on Lego masters, you know, t- 32. Yeah. Yeah. Am I having? Am I? <laughs> 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 Duplo right now. <laughs> oh, that's what we need. I Duplo this masters. is definitely a little Lego kid yeah. too. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, hopefully we're raising the next generation. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Um, well, thank you for sharing all that positivity with us here on the podcast. This is always like the sad part. We have, you know, it's over. Uh, but, um, but you know, everyone's going to want to stay in touch with you. You know, I know Eddie, you didn't say you said you weren't originally a big social media guy, but there's got to be somewhere where everyone can keep in touch with you. So if they want to follow what you're doing, where can they find you? Yeah, definitely. You can find me on Instagram at e.b underscore bricks. That's with two X's on IG. Yeah, I'm on there too. It's um, at Sunny Brixies. I need to get on there and post more. Yes, but again, did. I have a job and a toddler. So it's even <laughs> more in between when I get to put some builds up, but I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> well, amazing. Um, well, thank you both so much for being so generous with your time and for sharing. Thanks all for having us. us. Oh my gosh, literally the pleasure is all mine. Um, but I just, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful. You were left, you know, from the Lego Masters experience feeling grateful. I'm left from this podcast experience feeling oh, grateful. So thank you so much. I love it. Thank you so much. so much, Appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Well done. Right out there. Happy building and smile check. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. It was truly so special to get to sit down with Aziza and Eddie. They just have such a fun energy and warmth amongst the two of them that really comes through. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm hoping to keep my postseason coverage going as long as I can. So be sure to hit me up on social media and let me know if there's anything you want to hear about or anyone you want to make sure we get a chance to talk to. And of course, stay subscribed to make sure you don't miss out on anything. So if you want to follow along with the podcast, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it now. And if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review as it really helps others find the podcast. If you want even more Lego content, be sure to check out my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks, where I cover the Lego news for the week every Saturday. And you can follow the channel on all social media platforms with the username at Talk Bricks. And if you want to follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, it's Talk Bricks Masters. And on Twitter, it's TB Masters. Thanks again, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.